0: Dropped by indulgence, I Welcome to the Lion's Den, a Galside podcast done for the community by the community. My name is Yasin, and I'm here with John from Canada. It's just the two of us today trying to make things work. It's on a Monday being recorded. John, how's it going, my man? It's going well,
1: man. It's going well. A uh, couple of days, or I guess our match was yesterday but uh, it's a long weekend here thankfully I think you have a long weekend as well no
0: yes sir fortunately it's, yes it's always have, nice uh, to get that extra day off right
1: So nice we have family Day here in Ontario Canada so is that what it's called? yeah <laughs> that's what we call it family day yeah
0: did, did Canada just look at the United States and say shit man like I want to take Monday <laughs> off too probably.
1: So. Probably that wouldn't surprise me, but yeah it's family day it's nice to have a long weekend and uh yeah we're chilling man back for another one. Ep- another one
0: eighty one episodes deep so yeah absolutely bro um it's nice because sometimes I forget these random u s holidays for those who don't know uh today Monday the nineteenth in the United States is Washington's birthday so it's President's Day that's why we have off uh as K- John just mentioned I guess Canada up north a little jealous that we get this day off, so they they just call it family day. Same <laughs> shit, right? President's Day, family day, we're all off. Um, I, Europe's not. Sorry about you guys over there. But I I like I said, I forget about these random off days and holidays. So I found out like Wednesday afternoon, my, my co-worker's like, Oh, saying you doing anything for the extended week? I'm like, extended weekend. Like, I'm not taking off or anything like that. He's like, No, like we have off Monday. I'm like, what? He's like, Yeah, it's President's Day. I'm like, shit, man, no, I don't have anything planned, but I guess an extra day to relax. Uh, so yesterday, being Sunday, was extra nice, knowing that I didn't have to wake up today for work. So Lovely. Um, chilling, man, chilling. Um, but yeah, I think it was a great weekend for us. We can probably get right into it. Gala won a very, very exciting, very fun-to-watch game. 3-0 was the score against... Who did we play? We played against um, Ankara Gucu. You. Uh, you know, away. All the drama beforehand, John. Right with the field. Yeah. Is it is, yeah, it, yeah. is it in playable condition? You know, uh, a, another player in the league recently got injured there. They're, you know, they 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 suffered a knee injury, out for six, seven, eight months, whatever it is, and you know, it was. It took social media by storm. I'd say, right? You know, we we saw the pictures online, um, and then this is not necessarily something new to us either. I think it was earlier this season. Maybe it was where I don't know where w- the game was, but they they sprayed the, the the surface green, and then we our players turned into <laughs> Hulk after the game. Yeah. Was was that this season? I think that actually. Wait, was it this? I think it was earlier this season, right? I think so, yeah, I think because we were wearing the white was. jersey, which is yeah, the same yeah. one that we wore this time around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, lots of drama with that. Fortunately, I'd say the field was better than expected. Um, there were, You know, I think they took a lot of caution this time around, you know, they because there was a lot of news about it, us not wanting to play there. They were adamant about playing there, you know. There was going to be a lot of negative publicity for them if the field was indeed bad shape. I don't know what they did in the last week to make it decent. Maybe we over-exaggerated. I don't know. But it definitely turned out to be better than expected. And that allowed us to play our game, which we definitely did that day. Um, So very happy about that. Um, So, hey, it could have been worse. Our rivals played on probably one of the worst pitches uh, I've seen played. You know a soccer game on a football game on, so definitely could have been worse as we saw there um so just very fortunate about that and um you want to get into the game is is there any news that we need to talk about or
1: uh we had uh one very small well i don't know if it's a small thing, but kind of a side note before all this, and that was an injury to serge Aurier. Mm. um and it seems like he not only came back from AFCON injured, It's he, according to him, what he says, he played 30 minutes injured as well. Uh, oh, in AFCON. the final? Yeah. And actually, uh, I'm not sure. Apologies if we spoke about this on the last episode. I'm not sure if we did or not. We might have. Emre and I might have mentioned it, but uh, we'll mention it again anyway. So he, it seems like he's going to be out for a little while. I think probably around a month um that so, sucks yeah.
0: that's unfortunate I mean
1: yeah I mean we're gonna talk about Derek Cohn's interview uh, interview his debut excuse me in a minute here and I was hoping to see Aurier's debut as well but uh, that's gonna be delayed and he's only here for six months anyway so I, I don't know we'll see what happens with that I guess yeah yep
0: yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. So it sounds like he's going to miss that Bishkhtosh derby, which is uh, what early March 3rd, it looks like. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll, we'll make do, hopefully. Um, with that said, I guess we can get into the game. Um, Ankara Guju, you want to take it yep. away, John? Yep, absolutely. So this was round
1: 26 of the Super League. We were away to Ankara Guju. Uh This one finished 3 0. Go through our starting 11. We had Muslera in goal. Derek Kuhn, like I. I just said, made his debut at left back. Victor Nelson, Davidson Sanchez, Baris was right back. Berkan, Kerem Demirbay, Mertens, our midfield. We had Torreira on the bench today. Uh, Kerem Akturkoglu, Tete, and Icardi up front. We had goals from Kerem Demirbay, Davidson Sanchez, and Accardi on a penalty, of course. And we'll go through some mm-hmm. stats as well. We had 60% possession, an XG of 2.46, 27 total shots, 11 on target. And yeah, that sums it up for the stats. We had Fought Mob, uh, they gave Kem Demirbai Man of the Match with an 8.3 rating, and Sofa score, um, they gave Kerem Demirbay and Mertens in 8 rating. They were tied for our highest-rated players. But, um, yeah, like uh, we were talking about privately before the pod, Yasin, this was so fun to watch. What a game with no stress and good football. Actually good football. You know, enjoy, uh, we were enjoying the football for once. We looked yeah. good. Um, everyone looked sort of switched on, even the players who sometimes don't look that way, like Tete, he looked switched on and we were just playing well, man, moving the ball well, attacking well, defending well. And things were just, uh, things were just going well for us overall, man. What do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. This, uh, I can't remember the last time where I watched a spread game like this, especially away and just felt super relaxed, super happy, comfortable watching the game. And more than that, just like very satisfied with how we're playing. Like from everybody. Like from defending to our midfield passing to our, you know, our passes up front, uh the way that we distributed the ball, the way that we shared the ball, uh the pressing was incredible, I think from everybody. That's that's one thing that I love about this team which we fortunately see often, which is team pressing. You know, it, Sometimes, you know, not players, there's one, two, three players that don't have the best game. They're not always focused. And, you know, one or two guys might press, but the rest of the guys are a little bit lackadaisical. So, you know, when you have a couple of guys that don't press properly, it ruins the team press. And then there's gaps in the midfield. There's gaps in the defense. It just it becomes sloppy. We see that time to time today or in this game I should say everybody press accordingly they, they press where they needed to they won the ball when they won the ball they shared the ball uh, they they got into open space uh, there was not a single player on the pitch that really didn't do their job that seemed lazy or anything like that I really enjoyed what I saw uh people are just a lot more decisive um that that's the best way that I can put it like people are focused the players are focused the players are You know, willing to share. They're all, you know, they all have the same goal in mind to win the game. Nobody is really playing individually. We've seen that in the past, especially in the first half of the season. I sometimes saw selfish plays. But everybody that started today, congratulations to, you know, respect to Okan Buruk here for putting this lineup out. Which, by the way, surprised me in a little bit. Baris Alper right back. Tete on the right wing. Uh, no Torreira for those who didn't catch it from John's lineup Torreira was on the bench and he didn't he didn't have to come into the game because the starting 11 did their job that's what you want to see so uh, credit to them man credit to them I just really enjoyed this game we can probably get into the individual positions as well but overall just a super satisfying game to watch
1: yeah absolutely I think it's fair to say uh like championship mode is on bro you know champion look the like coming up to march around that time that's like when we start kind of turning the corner and you know we it's very vintage of us to be doing this i should say right um and speaking of this championship mode there's one guy in the last like i don't know three to four weeks that has been turning the corner and that's got to be Ketem Demirbay. Yeah. And bro, what happened to this guy all of a sudden? Like, I don't, I'm not even sure where to start. Like the, the first part of the season, everyone was like, you know, kind of skeptical and maybe put in some bad performances. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people weren't really sold on him, but as of late, he's just been so good, man. Like he's been so good in all aspects, not only because he's been scoring and obviously he scored in the Europa League game. He scored a header that like went bar down off a corner in this game, but he just seems to be very active and very involved in almost everything we do, you know? And I didn't, I I really didn't expect him to be like a sort of key member for us, a key player for us, but He's kind of turning into that slowly, I feel
0: I don't know if you agree with that, but
1: that's kind of how I'm viewing him lately
0: yeah i'm I'm glad that you started off with him actually because to your point he's he's surprising everybody I think uh he's surprising a lot of the haters I don't even want to say hater, right like you know us gala fans we don't hate nobody for re- no reason right no nobody just comes to gala and we start hating them. People were not satisfied with his performance early in the season some people knew nothing about Kerem Demirbay except that he was a Bundesliga player. We had, you know, Gala fans in general had expectations and he didn't meet those expectations. Me, as for me personally, I always had a promising feeling about him because of the way that he played in the Bundesliga. Not to say that I watched the Bundesliga, but everything that I read, everything that I saw, the videos, he's a guy who's has high IQ. That that was known coming into the league, the The guy has a lot of Bundesliga experience at the high level. He was rumored to be transferred for tens of millions prior to coming to Gala for a reason. Not just because he has a good left foot or whatever. It's because he reads the game really well. He can play the eight. He can play a deep-lying midfielder who controls the game. He can play closer to that 10-roll who makes the last pass behind the defenders. He can kind of do everything in the midfield, I guess, except for play that rock-solid CDM role that you see players like you know, Melo or Torreira play. But he, he was always going to be a critical asset to this team. But the way that he started was poor, right? He was making passes that really didn't meet our players on the pitch. But I attributed that to, in the beginning, the fact that our team offensively didn't really have an identity when he came. And everybody was just kind of scattered on the pitch, we lost important players. That was part of our offense from last season, whether that's Zaniola or Ashica and so on and so forth, but we just didn't really have an offensive identity. And we we called this out collectively, week in, week out for a while, right? We we were barely winning games, one-nothing, two-one. It's just like we had the players, but we didn't have the offensive identity. And when you slotted Kedem into that role, it's like he was kind of like playing at a different pace, like mentally. Like he was Playing the ball forward, expecting our players to run into the ball, but they weren't. It was just, they just weren't clicking. And his minutes also were not consistent. Similar to Mertens. I think we were just talking about a couple of weeks ago, John, where we said, I think Emma was there too. We said, oh, Mertens wasn't like this in the beginning of the season. And we said, oh, well, he was being subbed on later in the game, 45 minutes at a time. Like even Mertens didn't look like Mertens in the beginning of the season. Now yeah, Mertens looks true. great. And True. why is that? It's because they they're playing consistently. They're establishing how to play with one another. They're establishing their, themselves on the pitch, and that just that's I think that applies to every player, every athlete in every team sport. I should say, basketball is the same way. Like these players need minutes, consistent minutes, and then they really get comfortable and they're allowed to play their game. When you just take a random player off the bench or so, like just. Little minutes, little minutes. Sometimes some guys just can't show themselves. It's unfortunate, but you know, not everybody's the same. Here at Dembélé, we're seeing him. He's understanding his role. He's understanding the players in front of him, and he's controlling the game. He is now a key part of this midfield, and he has IQ for it. His one-touch passes, man. I'm, I, I just love watching kerem Dembélé on the pitch because he, before he gets the ball, he knows where he's gonna play it next. He has a he has a great left foot. He has a great vision for the rest of the pitch. Left side, right side, he knows where his offensive players are going to run. He knows where his offensive players want the ball, whether it's a left foot, the right foot in front of them. He just he just understands all this better. And man, he's extremely crucial in our last few matches and I think for the rest of the season, hopefully he stays healthy, man. He's he's playing incredible. That championship mode that you're mentioning, I think he's definitely unlocked that.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, at this point, he's probably going to be as assuming he stays fit and stays healthy. I think he'll probably be part of the first 11 every game. Um, I don't I don't see any way he's not. And um, yeah, like you said, man, it's just the IQ. And he just like I was mentioning, he just seems to be involved in everything we do. Like every play, it seems like he's just somehow involved in it. And in the last two matches, he was di- sorry. The last two matches, he was directly involved by scoring twice, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, fantastic to see, and I don't, I don't think anyone kind of expected that. I think you know we thought it was going to actually be Ndombele in that position, right? Mm-hmm. But
0: um, it just, it just didn't play out that way. But just, just um, to quickly add on to that sure, as well. Sure. One thing that you like to see when it comes to the midfield duo is how specific players play in different matchups. Like, we often see, like, I remember we discussed Sergio all the time last year. Sergio, when he came to this team, he played incredible next to Torera, right? The, the two of them were a great duo for a very long time. And then all of a sudden, Torera gets injured, he gets suspended. You put another player next to, um, to Sergio. And Sergio looks like a completely different player. His utilization is different. He, he like his effectiveness is different because we saw later on, we figured it out, that Torero was essentially carrying this guy. He he did a lot of the work that mm-hmm. Sergio otherwise was not. Yeah. And our midfield duo just like they it, it did not look the same. Now, Torero was on the bench, and we slotted Berkan Kutlu there. And Kerem Demirbai looked the same. He he still did what he needed to do. And on Kutlu, congr- like huge respect to him. He's playing incredible too. Like I, I I will keep praising him when I'm on the pod, and I hope when I'm not on the pod, you guys do too. This kid deserves his fucking praise. And like if, I don't know who you wanted to discuss next, but just like we can quickly add on Kutlu, this game against Ankara Guju, he attempted sixty three passes. Fifty-seven of them were complete. Fifty-seven out of sixty-three passes were accurate. Ninety percent—that is insane. Just to compare, his midfield duo, his partner Kerem Demirel, attempted only thirty-nine passes, and thirty of them were complete, which gives him seventy-seven percent. Like you can argue, Kerem played a little bit more offensive, right in the in the midfield, so he makes less passes, they're sometimes a little bit riskier, but just the sheer amount of difference in the number of passes is is huge. So Berkan Kulu, man, congrats like congrats to him. He's he's taking advantage of these minutes that Okan Hoja is giving him. So I just want to give a shout out to him as well. Absolutely, man. I for once,
1: I don't think I have anything negative to say about Berkan. Like I can't believe that day has come. But <laughs> I mean, bro, the, the credit is due. He's played left-back in some pretty competitive games, including the Europa League game. He's played centre-back. I think it was the cup game he played centre-back. Yeah. Now he's playing the position he normally plays in. <laughs> Two left-footed players playing there as well, which you don't really see too often, That's but y- you would never be able to guess that. Like, and I think Berkan was playing on the, uh, the right side as well. And mm. so technically that should make it a little more difficult for him when he's, you know, if, if you're expecting him to link up with Baddish and Tete, but he still had ninety percent accurate passes or completed passes, like you like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I I have nothing negative to say about the guy for the first time. And I don't know if because he got loaned out, he realized, man, I really like because I, I, I mean, think about it, he got loaned out. He came back after only a few months, mm-hmm. so we loaned him out because we didn't want him. I think Genoa where he, where he went to, they didn't want him. yeah so I think he maybe he realized, you know, he kind of has to show himself a bit, you know, maybe he's losing losing some points here and he could find himself in a team like Ankara Guju that has like look who they have. They have like Tolga and these players, right so yeah. Yeah. Very. Uh. Very. Very nice to see. And um. I. I was. I was gonna bring up the thing that I wanted to talk about most, and that was Derek Cohn. Mm. Um. Go for it. Wow, man. Wow. Where do I start with this guy? I. So we, we will back up a little bit first. So I think it was two episodes ago we mentioned how when i first saw him i was getting adakube vibes <laughs> right and yeah. i was i was i was trolling the our group chat i was like posting pictures of adakube trying to trick everyone it was that it was deracon and, and things like that but um he's nothing like adakube from what i've seen so far at least he's nothing like him this guy looks so good this guy looks so 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 good man he looks comfortable in his position competent in his position he knows what he's doing when he goes forward he's calm he has some speed his decision making is so good i don't think i i think there was one time in the match I, I i i said like what was he trying to do there right otherwise his just his um his passing his distribution he he's he always looks like he's in the right place he had a really good chance to score. The, the keeper saved it. It was a good try. He assisted Akardi in a, I think it was an offside goal, or mm-hmm. they just called oh, it off for a foul. A yeah. foul, yeah. Yeah. But this guy, I kind of didn't expect that, man. Like, he looks so, so solid. And I know it's just one game, but at the same time, you can say it's only been one game. Like look at Kerem Demirbah, how many games it took for him to like gain some trust and confidence to put him in the starting 11 and things like that. I know we don't have much competition for him at left back, but still after one game, he looked so, so comfy in that position and he looked so effective as well. That's my, that's the thing for me. He looks like he's an actual effective fullback,
0: you know, what did you think about him? Yeah, not not only does he look like an effective fullback, he looks like a player who's been playing for Gala for a long time. Like that is huge to me. When when a player comes to a team for the first time, and now add to this, not just the first time, it's mid-season. Mid-season, first time playing in February for a new club, huge expectations in the title race, and then playing your first game away not in front of your home fans, but away, that's huge, man. Yeah. And to, play, to give that performance when all eyes are on you, huge expectations, huge, you know, huge game for us, going into it, the pitch, this, that. We just took first place last week. We don't want to lose it. That is a lot to ask from a player. And he did not like show any so- form of hesitation. He didn't look like he was lost out there. He didn't look like he was anxious. He just played his game. Coming in, I knew nothing about Derek Cohn, except for what I read online. I never watched the kid play. I never watched the Bundesliga his team there. I knew what they told me was he is an offensive minded left back who likes to go up. He's athletic. He's fast. Um, he's okay defensively, but you know, he can he has a good left foot. And that is everything that I saw against Ankaragücü. Like, no surprises. And this kid's what 24, 25 years old, yeah, so yeah. so it's only off from here. He's only going to get familiar with his teammates more. he's only going to get more familiar with Okan Buruk and what he's asking of him, which is going to be, of course, attack, playing disciplined, get into the box, take a shot if you had to. We saw that. so man it's it's very exciting. as you said, he he had an assist his first game, which got wrongfully, in my opinion, taken away because of thought some like a slight push in the back of the defender where the defender just flopped. Uh he called it a foul. I don't know why he did that, but he stole a Cardi's goal and he stole Derek Cohn's assist. It's all right. We'll get those back. Um but man, great, great game for him. I'm I'm very excited to see him in the upcoming games. And I'm with that excitement comes also the sadness to know once yep, again yep. that he's not gonna be playing against Sparta yep. or in in the Europa League. So um very unfortunate in that regard.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to mention. That's a huge um that's kind of that's just tragic, man. We could really 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 use him, especially because if I don't know if you've seen the the group of teams, but if we make it out of this, if we make it past Sparta Prague, there's some tough teams there, man. And we really could have used him. But seeing him in this match, I I really thought to myself like Man, why do we why do we waste our time with players like Aurier? Why? Like I saw, I saw this guy. I'm like, man, no one ever heard of this guy literally a week ago. We never heard of him. He played in the second division in Germany. And and it it, it like I just ask myself, why don't we just why didn't we try to find a transfer like that? For the, for the right side as well. You know, now we have Aurier who came in. Now he's injured. He's going to be out for a month. He's only here until the end of the season. He's older and has, you know, all the things that we mentioned on, when we first um, spoke about him on the podcast. All the things that people were upset about. And then you bring a guy in like Derek Cohn who no one ever heard of. You brought him in for cheap. And you can just tell, he's one of those players, you can just tell right off the bat, just like Sasha, that he's going to be a great player for us. Unless yeah. something seriously takes a, a different turn. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I would definitely love to have a Derek Cohn on the right side as well. But again, you know, going back to our conversation about the winter transfer window, it's just a supply of players, you know, in terms of availability. It's tough. Like I think one of the reasons why we were able to get Derek Cohn for the amount that we got him for is because he had a release clause in the summer. That is what mm. was rumored. I think it was like 3.5 or 4 mm-hmm. mil or something in the summer. Right. He's been doing very well for his team and he's been on the radar of team other other teams in the league and whatnot. And we said, hey, look, I think, I think his agent is the same agent as other players in this team. I'm not 100% sure about that, but... Listen, we did a good job scouting him, whether that's through agent referrals or our own scouting department, and we saw an opportunity and we took it. That's not necessarily always going to be available for every position. And I think it's good to kind of balance everything too, right? Like Derek Cohn, again, one game sample size. I don't want to jinx it, of course, but he played great. Hopefully he continues to play great. It's it's not to say that every transfer is going to turn out to be a hit. Like this, right? Sometimes you need to kind of approach it with a little bit more of a, I don't want to say guaranteed, because Aurier is not a guaranteed successful transfer for the next five, six months, whatever he's here for. But it's a good balance of experience, of familiarity, because Aurier is coming, you know, he's familiar with a lot of the players on the team Zaha, uh, Sanchez, uh, Vinicius from the Tottenham days or the national team. So it's kind of a little bit of all that experience. And you need that. You need a healthy balance of everything. And my hope is in the summer, when there's a lot more money to work with, a lot more players to work with, time to work with, we'll be able to bring in maybe a player of Derek's caliber or maybe better, maybe cheaper and better, right? So let's see what happens. Um, I, I'd like to see Serge Aria play before we... Say anything for sure, but it's also tough to say that when the guy is out until mid March, right? So, yeah, um, very
1: true. Everything you said, I have to agree. Very true. I think I have a sour taste now after he just came. in And yeah, I, I just have. I'm just sour about the whole thing now. I think. I don't blame. Um. You. Yeah, but um, yeah. Aside from aside from uh Derek Cohn, um, fantastic performance. Aside from him. I found something interesting, very interesting that I think you saw as well. We, okay. So first of all, we had Davidson Sanchez score. He scored our second goal. Uh, so we had Ketem score scoring the 13th minute, Davidson Sanchez scoring like the 14th or 15th minute, one or just one or two minutes later. And his goal. So I'll, I'll kind of, uh, I guess, break it down a little. We, we, we were attacking Ankara Guju and one of the players tried uh, clearing it, or I shouldn't say clearing it, he, j- he just tried passing it out. And Davidson stepped up and sort of won the ball, intercepted the ball, and then I think he played it out wide onto on the right side, but he continued making a run into the box. And he received the ball. He, he ended up being right in the middle of the box. He received the ball there. And he scored. He was literally right on top of the six-yard box. Did you see him doing that like all game almost?
0: Bro, at one point, I think I wrote in the chat, I'm like, is Sanchez playing false nine? Like, is yeah. this his actual <laughs> yeah. position this game? Like, not not a one-time <laughs> occurrence, but is this what he is now going to be for the rest of this game or a portion of the game? Because yeah, sometimes you see defenders come up and then another player will drop for them and say, okay, you go up, you know, you have momentum, go up, and then, you know, see what happens, but come back. Sanchez was not coming back. My man was like, I like this. I like this half of the field better than that half of the field. I'm going to stay up here and chill with the Cardi and Kedem and, you know, Martins. This is much yeah. more fun. Yeah. And bro, yeah. he fucking was doing a good ass job to the point he, he was. scored. And just, like, he was a force there. Like, yeah. I love seeing that. I was not complaining. Of course, he could have bite us in the ass if they countered or something like that. He's our fastest defender. But, man, that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, and he definitely dear, has, a, he has a presence. Definitely, right? Yeah, and uh, I'm curious to hear more about it from you, too. But it's just so funny because you said Kedem scored. Kedem scored a header. I don't know if we yeah. talked about that yet. <laughs> Kedem scored a header. Yeah. Him him by. I don't know how many headers he scored in his career, but my guess is, is very few. right? He's not a super athletic, jumpy player where he's going to win balls in the air. He's not very physical either where he can push off players and win headers in the air. He's just a guy you don't expect. He scored a header. And it was a nice one too. It hit the crossbar and went in. And then Davidson Sanchez, a center back, which you expect if he's going to be scoring goals. And my guess is, again here, is going to be a vast majority of them are going to be headers. In this case, he's inside the box, slotting it into the bottom left corner like a striker, like Cardi would. I'm sure Icardi yeah. was proud. Like, God damn, bro. Like, not only is Okam Buruk like, having players play other positions really nice, he's having other players score goals that they normally wouldn't score. Like, huge shout out to our coach Okan Buruk here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when as soon as he scored that, the first thing I said was, I, I, like in my head, I mean, I was like, see a That's it. That's all you got to do, bro. That's it. It was so simple, bro. Like he just, like it, it was just so, when you watch the goal back, it was just so simple. Like like I said, the player tried passing it out. He just intercepted it, played it onto the right side, and he just sort of continued his run into the middle of the box, and the ball just found him, and he just kind of sweeped it in. And um, yeah, like you mentioned, he was doing that sort of all-game He's a, he's a big boy. You know, he, he definitely has a presence. Um, but uh, yeah, that was very interesting to see. And I don't know if it's just because everyone felt so comfortable in this match. Everyone was just kind of feeling it, feeling themselves. And yeah, he kind of took it upon himself to, to make these type of runs and be in and around the box. And yeah, it kind of
0: worked out. Um, yeah, just I want to quickly walk through that goal because, you know. Sure. You were discussing he won the ball. And you know, I, I don't always watch match highlights after I watch the game. Even when we win, it's like, oh, like I watch the game. Like I might watch it once and mm-hmm. that's it, right? Mm-hmm. I watch these highlights for this game so many times just to watch every single little detail of, of the goal, the player reactions. Because again, as I said, when we started off the pot, this game truly like gave me really good, happy feelings just because of the way that we played and something that I touched on before which I'm going to mention again now, is everybody played simple. Everybody was willing to share the ball, quickly pass the ball, and that's what we did in this goal. So I'm just going to walk through it really quickly. You mentioned yeah. that the defender tried clearing the ball, right? So that's, that's correct. The, the defender tried clearing the ball. Sanchez, and this is what our defenders have been doing for a while now, including Nelson. So just to quickly touch on this topic as well. Our defenders, our three center backs, whether that's Abdoukherim, that's Nelson, or that's Sanchez. All are doing what Okamburok is asking them to do. That's play high up beyond the other players' asses. So if the ball comes is cleared out, we can win that. We're not there's no gap where the player can get the ball, turn around, or look for his players. No, they know that when that ball is coming to them anywhere around the midfield, that one of our big ass defenders is on their ass, ready to win that ball. In this case, because Gala is just, you know. We're pressing. We're high up on the pitch. Sanchez won this ball maybe 10, 15 yards outside the 18-yard box. He wins it, plays it to Kerem Demirbay. One single touch pass to Barkan, who controls the ball with his left foot. Two touch pass to uh, Mertens on his right side. Mertens touches the ball one time, looks up, sees Bay, body shopper, make a speedy-ass run around him, an overlapping run. As we would call it, a, but what do you what do you call it in Turkish? Uh, bindirme. Bindirme. I think. bindirme. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say. I was hoping to say it f- uh, quickly, but I already I forgot the word. <laughs> I, th- I thought it's summit. Um, but he did a bindirme again. One touch control. One touch pass. Butish looks up. One touch pass. He doesn't even control it. Right to Sanchez, who slots into the bottom corner. Unbelievable. So, so Sanchez wins the ball. One touch pass to Bay. Then we will buy one-touch pass to Berkan. Two touches from Berkan to Martins, Two touches from him to buy, which is with a one-touch pass to Sanchez with a one-touch pass uh, finishing into the bottom corner. All in a matter of what? Four or five seconds? Yeah. Yep. What do you do if you're on Karaguchi here? Like, you can't do anything.
1: You, there's, nothing, what, there's nothing you can do. Absolutely. And bro, he, when he won that ball and passed it and just sort of continued making his run. He was in there unmarked.
0: Yeah, because he cause was in who there the fuck unmarked. Do you, mark? you have like yeah. four or five gala players in there who yeah. are all active, who all want the ball. And then of course you have Icardi who is the deadliest threat in the league who you probably need two players on. So like who do you mark in that situation?
1: Yeah, we really picked them apart there, honestly. And uh and, and not only there in the third goal as well, which we'll discuss, but um, yeah, man, there's nothing they could have done there. They just got outclassed and that's it. It's as simple as that. The movement was just, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, did you want to discuss that third goal as well? I have a couple uh, similar, very similar points to make about that one. If you're done with the Sanchez goal. No, go for it if you wanna if you wanna touch on that one. That goal, so I, like I mentioned earlier, Acardi scored a penalty and it was uh Kazimjan actually who fouled uh, Mertens, I believe it was, to yep. uh, to give us the penalty. Bro, even there in that little in, in that little segment, that little window of possession. It was just phenomenal, man. The build up was so good. There were so many little short passes. And like you just have Ankara Guju players running, like they look like they're just running aimlessly. So many little passes, short pass. It's like short, 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 and then like a long pass or a few short passes in the middle and then one pass to our outlets on the left or right side. And that's essentially what happened. We built up the play that way in and outside the box. Icardi, we, I think it was Kerem played it across into cardi. Cardi had like a little backflip um, to, I think, Berkan, who was there, played it wide to Mertens, and then he got fouled in the box. But it's like, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, here we go. Twitter is going to have a hell of a time with this one because Kazimjan fouled him. <laughs> but, 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 bro, if you actually think about it, what did you want Kazimjan to do when a team is passing around you like this, like these short little tiki taka passes? Of course, bro, you, you have to go in aggressive and try to win the ball, right? If he didn't do that, I'm sure we would have scored anyway, mm-hmm. you know. So, just phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal. I don't know what it was about this match, we were just feeling it, and then, of course. Naturally, Acardi steps up for the penalty. Uh, he goes to his left, the goalkeeper's right. Phenomenal penalty. Phenomenal penalty. You're not saving that one. A little smile on his face. Yeah. Kadam gave him a little push to go do his celebration. Love that. Just to let us know everything's all right. Calm down,
0: okay? But uh,
1: fucking fantastic, bro.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, there's really not much more to say. Uh, to your point, it's it's all about that quick passing. Um, that 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 the ball came from the left side to to Icardi unselfishly uh, lays it off to the trailing player, which was Berkan in this case. Berkan could have easily taken a shot there, right out of the eighteen. He had he had the opportunity. He I think he had the sight to, to take a shot on target. Instead, opens up his body with his right foot, his opposite foot plays a beautiful through ball, you know, in front of uh, Mertens, who was already coming, making that run on his right side, to the perfect spot where Mertens gets to the ball first before Kazimjan, but p- so perfect where, like, the defender has to think twice, like, can I make this tackle? Can I not make this tackle? Because if if the defender wants to win that ball, they have to slide, right? They have to go for yeah. that lunge. yeah. Because if they don't do that, then... Maritens is definitely winning the ball, going right past the defender for an easy pass to the middle for whoever's open. So, him John, to your point in that situation, what what else can he do, right? Like, it's, it's a bad tackle, but it's a tackle that a defender makes, I would say, eight, nine out of ten times. Just because you have no other choice there. He fucked up his tackle because he's not the best defender, which is why he's on loan, right? If he was a good defender, he would be here playing for us, playing... Left-back over Berkan Kutlu, who's not a left-back, right? So not, not much more to say there for those who are saying, oh, this is, you know, this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just not a good defender right now. Anyways, again, great ball by Berkan. One-touch pass. Like, that's what you like to see. And this is what I hope that the team understands as well. I hope this is not a one-time occurrence. I hope the players sit down in the film room with Okan Buruk. And Okan Buruk shows them all this. Look, guys, this is what happens when you play simple. This is what happens when you play for each other rather than for yourself. This is what happens when you go for the simple pass and the simple option rather than making things complicated and difficult for yourself and the team. Good things happen. Your your players find the ball and everybody scores. Kenem scores off of headers. Sanchez scores with, you know, inside the box with with his foot instead of a header. Like, good things happen. Everybody scores. Um, So. Love to see that man. Uh, it was three nothing, but we had loads of other chances too. So this game could have easily been um, a familiar situation for Emre Belezola like last year when he was at Başakşehir. This time at Ankara Guchi. could have easily been another seven nothing, if you ask me.
1: It could have, yeah, it could have, and uh, like you said, we 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 only scored in the first uh, half, first forty minutes, even no goals in the second half there. But uh, yeah, it, this one could have been pretty ugly for him as well. Uh, and I'm sure when we went up 3-0 in like the 40th minute or whatever, he uh, for sure in the back of his head, he was thinking like, <laughs> PTSD, please, please, please not again. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, phenomenal. We also had um, uh, Sergio Oliveira return this match after his injury. He came on in the uh, 60th minute, which I think... He could be kind of useful for us for the remainder of the season, especially because we've been a little bit thin in that area. Kind of unfortunate for him. We have Kerem Demirbai hitting his stride now, um, which I don't think Sergio is going to be replacing him anytime soon, but it is nice to have him as well. You know, love him or hate him. He at least does have some quality. and. You love to see him return and as soon as he comes in, just absolutely rip one off the crossbar.
0: You love to see that back back to his normal self. Yeah, that was Um, amazing, man. I honestly I didn't think that shot was gonna be anywhere near the goal at first. If if you (laughs) watch the slow mo replay, nasty as fucking knuckle on that ball. Like when he first shot that, I was like, oh, this is this is flying like 10. Ten meters over the goal, bro. That thing hit the crossbar. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Like he barely like, like ran to the ball as well. Like he barely took steps ahead of that ball. Like you, I think he touched the ball one, two steps, and a and a missile from distance. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Um. So great to have
1: him back, and I'm sure he any chance he gets. I'm sure he's going to be, you know, trying to prove himself and trying to fight for a spot back in the team. So we'll, we'll see how, how that kind of works out. Um, and then I guess uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about and that our uh, good buddy Emre wanted us to mention, um, Okan Buruk. He is the quickest manager to get 50 wins in this league. And don't quote us on this, but I think it's 50 wins in 62 games or something similar. Sure. What, do you, what do you have to say about Okan Buruk, man?
0: He is Galsai in and out. The guy is a winner. Obviously, as the stat that you just mentioned points out, right? He he knows how to win games, but he also understands what to do with these players, with what with what he's given. I I criticized him in the past for not playing the best football with what seemed to be a very deep and exciting squad that we had in the beginning of the season, but. What you're seeing now is kind of historic. It's just phenomenal in my opinion because he's playing different players in different positions. He's getting really good output from all of them. He's increasing the performance of players that you thought was mediocre. He's having average players play very good. Like He's just increasing the performance of nearly everybody on the pitch in this, in this squad, I should say. That's what you expect a manager to do. You know some managers they 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 like having ready squads. They 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 say give me a bunch of, you know, 90 overall players across the board and I'll make something happen. Okan Buruk is making a lot happen that you maybe normally wouldn't expect. He's getting results and now it's like I feel this this pressing game that we're seeing lately is what he's all about. This is, this is what he played when he was under Fatih Terim in the early 2000s, when we had a very successful European run. This is how we played. We played like this in the Champions League, right? When against Bayern Munich and United, it's, it's this pressing game that is super exciting. And now it's like the players, unfortunately, you know, the squad did change from last year. So he had to kind of gain everybody's trust back. He had to get everybody on board of what he's asking for. And now you're really seeing it again. Everybody more or less understands what he's asking for, the new players included. And now you're seeing everybody's bought into what he's trying to do. And you're seeing it on the pitch. I I love that. And he deserves all the respect in the world. And I think more and more people are starting to give him that respect if they were not already before. Um, So love to see that.
1: Yeah, I have to say he's very, very crafty when it comes to utilizing his players, like and not only utilizing his players, but utilizing them in a way that doesn't really impact the way we're playing like negatively, you know, like we needed a right back. And credit to Budish for this. He used Budish. Credit goes to both of them. You know, yep, yep. we needed we needed a left back. In comes Butish. In comes Berkan. You know, we needed. Like it, he's just very crafty. He's just very crafty with it. And um, yeah, I think not only the players, but I think he needs a lot of credit for that as well. And he's just he has that winning DNA, man. You know, and sometimes that's what you need to get your team over the finish line. You know, sometimes that's what it comes down to. And Okan has definitely, definitely got it. He's got it. Um, so credit where it's due. And hopefully uh, he continues that way. Um, did you have anything to talk about more in this match? Any other players or any other moments or anything? Or should we uh, preview our next
0: one? Um before we do that, just on the topic of Okamburuk and this team, and maybe a little bit related to the uh to the players or that played or didn't play in this game, which is Zaha and his treatment of zaha mm-hmm, um, sure I think that's been the trickiest subject or matter on hand for the last couple of weeks, couple of games now. um we already discussed Kerem, uh Ak-Turkolo and how. He's been inconsistent, uh, whether he should be benched or not. And on that topic comes the discussion of Zaha, right? You know, if Kerem's not playing, it should be Zaha. If Zaha's not playing, it should be Kerem. Um, And when I thought we'd see more Zaha lately, we didn't. Um, Sometimes it was rumored due to injury. Other times it was personal reasons. But The matter of the fact is, we haven't been seeing Zaha start really and play that well when he did play, as uh, you know, in the latter minutes of the game, and that really makes me wonder what's going on there, right? Like, Zaha is a is a class footballer. I don't think anybody can deny that. He, on his day, he is. Above and beyond the quality of this league. Uh, he is one of the best in this league on his day. Of course, he's a little bit older now. He doesn't have the same energy or athleticism or you know, maybe quality as he did before in his prime days in the Premier League. But he's still above and beyond this league. However, we haven't been seeing that Zaha. In fact, I think lately we've seen less Zaha to what we saw in the beginning of the season from him. In the beginning of the season, I saw a more energetic Za. I saw he was more willing to pass. Uh, he just looked more confident out there. Uh, he was beating defenders a little bit better. Now, lately, when he tries to a one-on-one position, it's like he's losing the ball more often than not. One-on-one. Forget one-on-two. One-on-one positions against Super League defenders. He's just not getting out of that 1v1 with the ball. He's losing the ball. His energy on the pitch just looks lackadaisical lately. What's up with that? I think, before I get your opinion on it, he's just not happy with the minutes that he's playing. He, he's used to being the guy on his team, rightfully so. He's played for Crystal Palace for God knows how many years, most of his career. He's always been that guy at Crystal Palace. When you think of Crystal Palace, you think of Zaha. When you think of Zaha, you think of Crystal Palace a Premier League team, and now he's come to Gala, who's in the title race, and he's not even the first or second or third best player on the team, statistically, in terms of the eye test, right? Do you think that's getting to him? Do you think Okan Buruk is maybe trying to send a message to him where he's trying to maybe put him down to earth saying, look, man, this is a team effort. This is Gala's side. This is Gala side. This is not your team or Icardi's team or Kedem's team. This is a team game what's going on there, man? How do, you, how do you interpret this situation? Because I think it's our biggest challenge, honestly, because if we want to win the season, I think we need Zaha at his best sooner than later.
1: Yeah, this is um, an interesting situation. Now, I asked last time, like, why is he not starting? And I can't remember if it was Emre or someone else I was talking to. They said, oh, well, he's sick. The news came out, he's sick. He's not feeling well. I think that was for the Sparta-Prague match, right? And I can't see, like, I can't honestly say that Kerem deserves to start over Zaha because I don't think Kerem has been good at all. And I've been saying many times now, I think Kerem needs to take a seat for a little while and try to, reset himself in a way right but i think definitely uh some frustration is setting in for zaha whether that's you know the fact that he's not playing as much as he wants to be or the fact that his performance isn't very good whatever it is i think that frustration is setting in and it looks to me that it like it almost looks like he's trying too hard if that makes sense you know like he always looks like he's trying to impress someone it always looks like he's trying to force something and i think that with the minutes he gets i think he just has to simplify things i think he just has to play simple receive the ball pass the ball do you have space to take your man on take him on stop trying to do little like Back heel passes and all of this, like wizardry, like that's not going to impress anyone at the end of the day. Trust me, trust me when I tell you this, bro. As a coach that's been doing this for a long time, that's never impressed me. I don't care about that. I don't care about skills and doing back heel passes. Or he has to show first that he can do all the simple things well, you know. Like, we put him on, he makes bad passes, he loses the ball for no reason. He tries forcing the ball and trying to take defenders on when he doesn't need to be doing that, you know? He doesn't get the ball. He starts giving teammates shit, and, and I get it. You're very competitive. You want to win, you know? I, I understand, but it's, it's just... It doesn't come off that way. It's not the best look when you're giving everyone shit for not giving you the ball and stuff. When they do, you're making bad decisions with it, you know? So... I think for Zaha, he has to just take it easy for a second and just play simple. Play simple and try to build on that. And then I think maybe he can have some success. But right now it's it's been very frustrating.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we we were criticizing Kedem, but I think he kind of is turning a corner, which it doesn't help Zaha's situation in terms of minutes. So, and then you have Tete who Honestly, played a very good game uh, that against Ankara Kuchu as well. We didn't really touch on him too much, but just really quickly, he's, he looks good. Um, everybody looks good except for really Zaha in terms of like the starting 11 and the main players you expect a good performance from. Obviously, like Ndombele, like there's really little expectations at this point from him. So I'm not even going to count him in this conversation. But Zaha is a player that we need to play well. And we haven't seen that lately. Um, But Tete is now in that conversation too for a winger that wants to play and deserves to play. Tete, Kerem. Uh, You have the joker, Baris Alpera Yilmaz, who any given moment is ready to play that winger spot and excel in it. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, At the moment, the way things look, I would not be surprised if Kerem and Tete start again next game. So maybe we can kind of Switch to uh, our guesses for the next game, if you want to, maybe get into that.
1: Yeah. So actually, the next game we have is the second leg against Sparta Prague. That's on Thursday. Um, that is the away leg for us, and I'm thinking it could be a little more difficult. I know that they have some, you know, suspended players and things like that, but. I'm thinking going away might not be so easy. What 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 are your feelings towards it? And we didn't get your opinion on Sparta Prague last time because it was just Emre and I. So what do you think about the whole thing?
0: <sighs> this, this game, um, it was during the weekday. So unfortunately, I was not able to watch it um, in full, like paying attention. I was at the office, so I kind of like had my phone on the side and listening watching here and there on like one one percentage brightness (laughs) so it it was a bit of a sketchy experience for me but the vibe that i got was not very good um i think we could have done better obviously it was a scrappy game from score sheet aside like just looking there at three two last minute uh goal from mccarty beautiful finish of course but a red card playing down for nearly, what, 20 minutes before they got a red card too, mm-hmm, which honestly, mm-hmm. kudos to us. We, we held up pretty well, well given the fact that we were man down. I mean, they scored after, uh, so I guess we didn't hold up perfectly well. But um, these teams are always going to be challenging, right? Sparta, I think we talked about it prior to the game. They They're on a very long stretch of wins, let alone not losing. They're just winning all the time. Uh, and they won again after our game. Uh, So the loss to us was their first in quite some time. And they went back to their winning ways again uh, over the weekend. Uh, Yesterday, looks like they, they beat um another team 2-1 in their domestic league. So the scary part is now, if I'm Sparta-Praha heading into this game, and especially after the last game, I'm confident in myself. I'm saying, look, I... I probably should have beat Gala that game. That's what they're going to think, right? They're, they're going to believe that they should have beat us away. And this time, they're coming with that confidence at home with their own fans behind them, let alone their own belief internally within the locker room. Their their own fans are going to be there. This is a tough situation because it's a second leg. I don't think goal aggregate matters anymore. Uh, So... If it if they win by two goals, it's, it's I mean if it finishes one nothing, I believe it goes to what penalties or whatever. But either way, the situation is not looking good. But at the end of the day, we are better quality and we played incredible against Guja, as We just spoke about for nearly an hour. Keep this performance into the next game. Understand that this is extremely important. And I think Gala, historically this season, last season. We just we we do well in these important games. we step it up, and we know that if we lose this game we're done in Europe. Nobody wants to be done in Europe previously in the Champions League, it was like, okay, if we don't you know finish top two we'll we'll go into the Europe league right? We'll still have something to play for in Europe. Now it's like this is a must win, and we should be winning this, right um it's going to be challenging, but I think we should come out victorious at the end of it. Um if I were to kind of make a prediction here.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um like I was saying last time, I don't think that they're a particularly good team. Um so I, I like I just I I just think that no matter what, we should be able to get past these guys especially going into the match with a one goal lead. Even though I understand it's not it's probably not going to be walk in the park but still i mean against a team of their quality going in there with a one goal lead i'll be very upset if we can't get past them um but um we'll see what happens hopefully we don't have any extra time or penalties i oh my god i would be so nervous if that happens but yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll we'll have to see what happens there but I'm hoping this will just be easy
0: man like we just go in and win like 2-0 or something Um, what kind of lineup are you expecting so like just to kind of remind both of us and to the listeners there's probably going to be a good amount of changes from the last game right because last game we had Berkan Kutlu at left back Nelson Sanchez at center back and Kanaihan at right back so our defensive line I think could be very different given that Nelson got a red card so he suspended this game right so we're going to see Abdul Karim's right. slot there yep. Han Ihan was in got injured that game so he's definitely out this game so who's going to be our right back who's going to be our left back we, we said no Derek Cone. I guess we can assume Badkam Kutlu is going to play left back who's going to play right back is it going to be Budishape Yamus
1: I would probably
0: expect Budish
1: to play there yeah um But wouldn't surprise me if... uh, Oh, well, well, actually, Khan got injured. Yeah, Uh, so
0: Khan's Khan's not available.
1: Yeah, Khan got injured in that match, so I'm assuming he's not available. So I guess it's going to be Budish. And then either Zaha or Tete on that other wing.
0: Who do you expect is going to play given the game that we just played against Ankara Guizhou?
1: Honestly, I think Tete. Yeah. I think it's Tete. But...
0: I I think it will be... Like... No doubt from my end, honestly. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. Do do you think Kerem will definitely start on the left side? Or do you think Zaha has a chance of challenging him there? And I don't think, I think Kerem's going to
1: start, I think. But I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting match. Let's see what happens. And if we can get past this one, we have some pretty tough teams, you know, waiting for us. So we'll have to see what happens there. But do you want to give a score prediction
0: for it? I'll say 2-1 I'll say win All after, right. nine, after 90 minutes. I think it's
1: going to be 1-1 one, one, and we're going to go through. Oh, shit. It will be 4-3
0: on aggregate if it's 1-1. One, Fuck, one. Like, dude. I, I, can <laughs> never, I can never predict draws. Like, it's not in my DNA. Like, yeah. I, I think I mentioned Le- this before, but it feels so wrong to do that. I know. I know it does. I know it. <laughs> I,
1: which, of course, I'll be... Oh my god! One, well, I'll be thrilled. I'll of be course. absolutely thrilled. You know, I don't give a shit what happens. We just we have to get past these. No matter what, we have to get past these guys. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. But um, did you wanna? Did you wanna take us away from here?
0: I, I was gonna ask you if you wanted to. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Well,
1: that was episode eighty one. Of the lines then thank you everyone as usual for listening on the road to 100 episodes give us a follow on Twitter at the lines gs give us a follow on Instagram at the lines gs if you have a question for us drop it on one of our socials if you disagree with us on something let us know if you agree with us on something let us know if you want an invite to our discord where you can also come in and chat with us and talk about whatever craziness in the gospel world you want to talk about. Let us know. We'll get you that invite. But aside from that, we will talk to everyone in a few days, hopefully, after the Sparta Prague match. So, hopefully, nothing
0: but good vibes when we return, guys. Inshallah. Take care, everyone. Take care.